Press the red button, son. Get set, go. everybody, it's Andrew Davis from Toon Talk Radio. Good evening to you. Well, Newcastle United fans, Borough fans and Sunderland fans, it's been a bit of a mixed weekend, lots of things going on behind the scenes. Remember, if you want to call into the show, remember first to go to www.toontalk.co.uk. You can also catch us on Nova Radio, www.nova.co.uk radio.co.uk and you can also catch us under on Google Play. Uh, if you go to um, hashtag ToonTalk, you'll also be able to catch up on the show uh, at your leisure after tonight online, wherever you want, wherever you want to listen to the show. If you want to call the show directly, it's 0191 538 9781. That's 0191 538 9781. Well, lots going on at the weekend, and if you add the Andros Townsend talk to Newcastle United, you can also add uh, uh, Rafa Benitez being unsettled because he is, um, and out of all the players he wanted to bring to Newcastle United in this window, as a matter of fact, and it's on record, we've got nobody. So that brings in my latest guest, uh, my co-host this evening, uh, to talk all things about the FA Cup, and it's Neil Mitchell calling from Dubai. Good evening, Neil. How are you? I'm all right. I'm just relaxing with a nice cup of coffee and a naughty biscuit, <laughs> Andrew. But you're running around all flustered. The late Andrew Davis this evening. The late Andrew Davis coming from four lead ends like a blue arse fly. Yes. Well, wait, the amount of rustling on your bloody microphone when you were putting it on before. Sounded like a 12-pack of Golden Wonder. It was brilliant. I think you fed it in your rectum and then pulled it out your throat, did you? Oh, Jesus. Case be told, all I've got is a uh, coffee at the moment. I've got... Well, um, well, also I've, yeah, I have a nice hearty biscuit today. <laughs> I've actually got nothing in the house. So <laughs> I've got two little small sausage rolls for later on when I when I uh, try and relax when I... Well, I'm not eating in the house. I'm still at work and it's quarter to 11 at night. Oh, yeah, man. <laughs> yeah, but it's still warm though, isn't it? Stop your whinging. Oh, very nice. <laughs> yeah. Well, tell me, I've got obviously I've got Steve Hasty from Newcastle United fans from on the show tonight as well. We're going to talk all things Newcastle United and obviously the FA Cup debacle. Uh, lots, mm. and also we had the uh, this 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 past week was the the food initiative, which seemed to go really really well. Lots of money raised. Um, how did it go then, Steve? Obviously, we'll talk about it in a second. But tell me, what was your feelings after seeing that team? Um, Picked by Rafa Benitez, and uh, obviously Neil will pick up on that in a second as well. Well, perfectly honest. Uh, good evening, by the way. Um, good evening. Perfectly honest, it was it was the sort of team I expected to put out. I mean, I, I knew for a fact 
Um, there's a lot of criticism coming Rafa's way, and there's a lot of criticism flying around from within the media, uh, you know, across uh, a number of teams, especially uh, for the first time the, the teams in the, in the championship. But when you look at it, uh, if, any, if the finger should be pointed anywhere, it should be pointed at the Football League, who arranged a full fixture set up uh, on Wednesday, Tuesday and Wednesday night, immediately after the FA Cup. Now, mm. to me, that just tells you that when you, when you look at it, you've got, you've got the likes of uh, Brighton, you've got Leeds, you've got, who both made 10 changes, you've got Newcastle who made 9 changes. The priority for all these clubs is to get back into the Premier League. If the, if the FA and the Football League and, and the, the Premier League were interested in the FA Cup, then they would have made sure that you know, everything was done to allow those teams to, to have the best possible opportunity to, to play their, their strongest teams. You look at Liverpool. Liverpool. What, what team did Liverpool put out? Bearing in mind that they played a game on, on, uh, on Wednesday in the League Cup semi-finals, second leg. And Manchester United played on Thursday in a League Cup final, second leg. So, you know, people are making making an awful lot out about what's going on at the moment with Newcastle. Newcastle's priority was that. We've got players injured. We've got, we're supposed to have a decent squad. He, he uses his squad. And when he does use his squad, he, get, he gets brick bats. When he doesn't use his squad, and we'll, and we'll play players, and we end up with the likes of Dwight Gale being out for uh, three or four weeks, He'll get brick bats. And that's just the nature of football at the minute. And my priority, yes, I'd love, I loved my trips to Wembley. I loved uh, the, the semi-finals. I loved the finals. Um, but look, looking at it realistically, what, what I want is Newcastle back in the Premier League. And that's the number one priority. Neil? Steve, you, you hit on, I mean, it's a very level response to it all, really. And I think that's what we need is we need a little bit of calm and reason in the middle of all the, the goings-on. That side he put out should have put Oxford away, really. Yeah. There's no two ways about it. Um, you've got to give credit to Oxford for, for handling the situation well. Um, had the penalty gone in at 1-1, would have been a very different game. It didn't. Had Mitrovic so put his three away, Neil? Well, exactly. <laughs> I mean, and, and this is my issue. My issue with Mitrovic is, mm. is I had this discussion on Twitter this week. Um, about I just don't think we can trust him. Mm. When no. it really, really matters, can you trust him? I love his passion. I think I think we all love that and all appreciate it. He really does care. But when push comes to shove, if, he, if we had a penalty to get promoted automatically mm. or not on the last day of the season, would you give it to him? Mm. And I don't think anybody would in in, in, in reality. Um, I know that I've been quoted. He scored five gate goals and eight starts and all this kind of thing. But realistically, these are the games, these are the bread and butter games. These are the games he should be tearing them apart because I think he's on more a week than the entire Oxford team. So, you know, I think there's other places we should be looking. I also think, personal opinion, and again, I said, I said this on Twitter through the week, I think that team selection was a little bit of a statement from Rafa as well. Yeah, big time. Putting, putting the pressure on a boat to say, right, let's get some of these transfers sorted because this is not as deep as everybody thinks it is and we need, need something in there um, it, it, it's, it's yes we're frustrated but at the same time when you see what's happening down the road um, they who seem to be just signing anybody and I don't think no, they're only signing anyone anybody. from Everton <laughs> well yes they're, they're signing Everton, Everton's over 40 team I think is the, you know and I don't think any of them want that either 
I don't think that that's certainly not long termism because we can't afford to have a squad full of players that aren't good enough for the Premier League if we go up because that's another load of players we've got to shift on and I think this is the conundrum we've got um, and, and I gather this, the stall and the deal for Townsend is that it, I think we're happy to pay the fee but they want a loan fee on top during they want, the time. They want Pardew's blood money back, that's what they want. And, Quite and obvious. Sounds like it. And, and this is, this is going to be... If, if, if this deal is wanted to happen enough by the agent and the player, this deal will happen. Because even Rafa's said, it's not the teams that make the deals these days, it's the agents. And so something will be brokered that saves face for both parties and everybody can move on. Except it's going to go right to the wire, and that's the stupidity of these transfer windows. The only thing that these yeah. transfer windows yeah. seem to serve is Sky TV, who can put Jim White in a yellow tie on the telly, who can shout at us a lot, and that's, mm-hmm. that's about it, you know? It's I think uh, there's, there's a definite issue now, uh, obviously we talked about it a couple of times um, when we had one of our guests on the show um, a couple of weeks ago, there's a definite issue now uh, that I've been told quite closely that, and I think I mentioned this to you Neil already, but um, Mike Ashley, um, Rafa Benitez is on board for now, there's a clear message now, the fact that he has intervened, intervened with the recruitment policy of Newcastle United, we are in. Obviously, we're okay for now, until the end of this season. But Rafa Benitez has start stated that we have plans for each window, the next three windows coming up. Mike Ashley intervened with Newcastle United in a couple of weeks ago, and now we're going to end up with nobody. There's no way we can actually turn around and say, well. That was a story. It didn't go anywhere. Well, the story has manifested itself. Now, when he picked that team, that team, yes, I think nearly right. It should it should win. The fact that we had a penalty to get back into it would have glossed over a little bit because we were simply awful to watch. Um, and obviously, the afterwards, the reaction. But this is the problem, um, Steve, that the, the, there's so much good faith being given by our manager and across the board I would say 100% of, of supporters completely back one of the best managers in Newcastle United's history now the fact that Mike Ashley is going to put a spoke in and he has put a spoke in I've had it confirmed that if a manager is on board for now and he's not uh, allowing his manager to buy the players he deems to be to play for Newcastle United if we get three three players in tomorrow, two or three tomorrow, then okay, we can kind of relax. But that doesn't seem to be the, what's coming out from the club at the moment, Steve. Interesting, interesting. And I, I, I can hear what you're saying, but there's an, there's another side to this because the other side being that if Rafa Benitez felt as though he was having somebody standing on the back of his neck, he'd have walked. Let's bring that one into the equation. There is no way Rafa Benitez... I'm not sure. Because he will. Rafa Benitez could walk tomorrow. You know, honestly, there's there's no reason for Rafa Benitez to be there other than he's got a a, a programme going, a a project, and that's what he's there for. Now, Rafa said, he agrees with what Mike Ashley was saying, which is he wants to buy young, young players. He got Murphy because that was... 
that was, everybody's going on our oh, Daryl Murray. He never played him for the first what six months that he was here, did he? You know, he never got a, never got a look in. He's, he's only played him when he's when he's been forced to when he's had the mm-hmm. interest in it, as yeah. it's the interest to Dwight Gale. He's had he's got Gufran there who was who was ready to walk out the door and Gufran was away. You know, and, and all of a sudden Gufran becomes an important fixture, an important part of the, the squad. There's no there's no doubt in my mind that Rafa Benitez would have been strong enough to have walked away from Newcastle United because he knows for a fact from what he's already done at Newcastle that there was a job that there's another club would take him tomorrow. Mm, yeah, you know? So uh, we can we can we can try and rock the boat as much as we want. We can we can throw stories in the press. We can, and that's what it'll do, Andrew. It, yeah, it, these stories that are coming out that you you're being fed. If we look at it from a different perspective, these are the stories that that are there to cause the fans angst, to cause a rock in the boat, to get the Mike Ashley out campaign back on the scene, to to keep Mike Ashley, you know, keep the keep the foot on the on him. You know, to keep the pressure, cause angst, cause anxiety among the fans. You know, everything's going along nicely. Whether we're yeah. signing somebody or not, we're sitting second top of the league, we're six points clear of third place, we're heading for promotion, and that's our target, and that's all our target is. And if we're good, if we want to rock the boat, then we can get the bedsheets back out again, and we can start complaining based on some speculative story that that one of the particular newspaper guys has thrown at you. Um, because that's his angle, and that's what he's being told. Ask, did you ask him who told him? You know, I'm. I'm getting. I'm Steve. Getting I, I obviously, I'm not. I can't get. I'm not going to. I've already told. Obviously, Neil knows who told me. But um, it's it's not a question of that. It's the fact that he didn't expect it. Everything he said to me has been quite. Actually, even when it comes to players that were looking to get in, have been correct. It's you know you've got. The, the trouble is, it's not just one journalist, is it, that said this. It, this was told to us by various other journalists and then picked up by the Chronicle and then we won a game and then that team, which we had a week to get that team together, it wasn't just we had a midweek game. And Rafa Benitez, to me, he makes, when he wants to make a statement, he makes a statement. He might, he might after, obviously after the game, you know, he, he was kind of saying the same thing. He wants players in. Uh, he, he understand. We all understand football. He wants, he wants to bring the best thing for Newcastle United, and he's done that, hasn't he? Let's be honest. Across the board, from every level, he, he's done that. But if he's being, if he's being, um, how can I put it? When, when it comes to. When it comes to Newcastle's team and the players that we bring in, Newcastle United will always be a feeder team. That's just the way the way the cookie crumbles. That's always that's always every been the team, way. Every club's a feeder team. Yeah, exactly. That's what, that's what I'm saying. United, yeah, Manchester United are a feeder team for for Real Madrid and Barcelona, just as Tottenham or Chelsea. Yeah. Chelsea are feeder teams for China now, aren't they? Yeah, 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 yeah. And so it goes on. The money talks, but Andrew, there reaches there reaches a point where you have to turn around. And, I'm, I'm hearing, I'm hearing what you're saying, and I'm hearing that there's a there's a, a great journalist out there who's got his ear at the ground and, and knows exactly what's going on, and the stories are then being picked up by other journalists. Uh, well, he, no, he I'm, didn't start it. It was some. It was obviously it was um, by um, somebody else. I can't remember his name now. Um, the Daily Mail. Yeah, the, not not the Daily Mail. I think it was um, 
another it was another publication remember moxie. everybody every, i think it was the people right it was the people the mirror yeah he yes he started it he started he started it but no, nobody thought it was true we all just laughed at it really but then it gained traction and the local journalists all confirmed that indeed there had been a meeting but the thing is every time i listen to raf benitez he Rafa never ever speaks to Mike Ashley. It's no, always Rafa Lee Charnley. Rafa confirmed it in the Chronicle that it was his it was his uh, way of wanting to buy young players as well and bring mm. young players through. And that's what he wanted. And he said everywhere he's gone, he's had young players, and he brings young young players yeah. in, and he doesn't want to bring thirty odd year olds into the into the squad that are costing an arm and a leg. Yeah. You know the fact that them then there's youngsters after they've been there two or three or four years. And that agent says, now is the time for your next big payoff and we'll, we'll move you on. Um, or you get an offer, a ridiculous offer, like you do with, say, 35 million offer that comes in for, in the, uh, for say, an Andy Carroll in the same way as Crystal Palace have suddenly found 14 million for Van Arnold, you know, who we had on loan for, for half yeah. a, season, a quarter of a season, you know. Um, and the kids, all the kids done is score a few goals and ask a Sunderland fan and quite a lot of them don't rate him and I'm rubbing their hands with glee that they get I never, I, I never understood that he's the, probably the one the, the one attacking player 14 million Neil for him to, from, to go to Sunderland um, I, I have to say when you people I think people are making fun of Moyes bringing all these Everton players in but the thing is <laughs> it's probably his only option at the moment but he's got 40 million but really um I act, the fact that they're selling off that that player obviously just means that they they obviously can't let Defoe go. But um the the interesting thing about the match on um on Saturday in the FA Cup, I watched Mitrovic when he got the penalty and he was very aggressive towards Lazar to get the ball off him. And sometimes it this is the problem, isn't it, Neil, when you've got a player that doesn't really um, come across as, as a team mate. Um, it's, not, it's not about that, Andrew. It's, it's proved to me time and time again he doesn't have the temperament. Yeah. There's a temperament thing. If, if that's not getting sent off first game against Arsenal, last game against Spurs, when there was no need to. You know, uh, there was absolutely no need for him to get sent off in that game, but he did anyway. Um, the, the, the general sort of way goes on and it would suggest you can't take that out of him because he'll not be the same player but he needs to learn how to temper it hold on have you left the gas on or that's no that's steve is outside somewhere but like um you know it, 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 the temperament is, is a quest questionable um and, and he's not that young because at the end of the day, I can name a couple of strikers who scored a lot more goals at this level in in a black and white shirt than he has now. And so um, I don't get the age thing now. He's past that for me. He's past that point where you can blame it all on him being young. Um, he's had time with with Rafa, and he. It's interesting. I'd say people getting getting their knickers in a twist about Mbemba potentially going to Palace in the opposite direction if Townsend comes. He's not even been in the team. <laughs> what do you, you know, think, Steve? Interesting on Mbemba, isn't it? 
Well, that's a, as Neil says, the, the lad's not been getting a game since uh, the start of the season, and we've got we've got two central defenders who are playing out their skin. Who uh, one of them surprised the life out of me in Kieran Clark, because I didn't ex- I didn't mm. think that Kieran Clark was that sort of player. Kieran Clark's been probably the player of the season so far for me. Lascelles, um, I like Lascelles. He's decent. He's a decent player. He's nowhere near the finished article, um, but he's got him in his captain. So the chance. A chance in Bemba to actually push him out and, and get his pace. And to be perfectly honest, when he has had the opportunity, he hasn't exactly pulled up trees uh, on, the, on the field of play, has he? You know, and he, nope. I mean, he's been all over the place. I noticed in the African Cup of Nations, he's been playing midfield as well, which is interesting. Yeah. But, uh, I mean, Chancellor Chan- Bamba is the sort of player that you can imagine Rafa Benitez, uh, not Rafa Benitez, but uh, Sam Allardyce going for, because he's, he's, that, he's that sort of Allardyce type of player, isn't he? You know? And I like that. I, like, I, I, I hope he does stay. I hope, he do, I hope we don't leave him, lose him, you know, because... Well, yeah, we don't need to. Why not just buy no, Townsend? Why not just yeah, but, buy him? But, but what you... But what you well, we put the offer in. You know, well, no, they put a loan offer in. Yeah, but because they're not also put another offer in, and they've yeah, they put over how much it's two million. Be. Yeah, there's so there's so much going on. You, can't, you know, the, the lad himself, the lad. We know we know how the lad and his agent played at the last time. You know, you came <laughs> and then before you knew it was away again. And who's to say that the lad's not saying? I tell you what, I only want to come on loan. You know. Um, we can make with a view to a permanent deal, but uh, you know everything's got to happen. Newcastle have also got to show me that, that a that can get promoted, and b mm-hmm. that there's got to, I've got to have guarantees and of who's going to be coming in and what I'm going to be getting and all that. So there's there's an awful lot. I mean, I was talking to the I was talking to the, the guys who who I respect enormously for for the, the knowledge of, of the way Rafa operates mm-hmm. and. Uh, I think I've already mentioned, you know, the fact that it was Christmas morning and Rafa's, Rafa's got them chasing around, looking at players and speaking to agents and getting chased oh, by agents because of it. And uh, you know, you, you know that you know the game that's getting played now. And we've already said it, it's agents that are running football. You know, like Ashley doesn't want to have his eyes taken out by anybody. So we, we know that. We, the, the whole the whole situation at the moment is let's. Let's see what happens tomorrow, and we've got a game on Wednesday, mm. an important game on Wednesday. Uh, we want to keep uh, hammering away, keep the point coming. We've got another important game against Derby on, on Saturday. The game's come thick and fast in this league, uh, and it's points, points, points on the table. That I want to hear that. It would be tremendous. It would be a tremendous fillip, wouldn't it, Neil, to get Townsend in, and obviously we've been linked with McCarthy. I was told about this one a long time ago. Uh, I believe uh, somebody's bid twenty million for Callum Wilson at um, at Bournemouth, Bournemouth who, we, who we were linked with as well. Um, the fact that uh, you know that I, I, we definitely need a Philip because I think uh, just for pace wise, do, players do go off the ball, and you've got to have cover for Gale because um, the only option I can see, you know, you've got Kufron there, you've got you've got Richie, but I think. Um, if he if he if he changes tack and has to has to go a different way, you are probably looking at Mitrovic with uh, Murphy, but w- with Pace being such a killer, Townsend to me would would fit the bill, and you know if you've got to pay the extra to get him, Neil, it's definitely worth 
worth a shot. And if if Steve's right when he says, well, he might just want to come f- on loan, which is fair 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 dues. You've got to pay you've got to pay a loan fee anyway. But if, if that's the case, we know fine well Mike Ash is going to push that deal right to the last minute because that's what yeah. he does. And and to be fair, let's look at transfer prices at the minute. Twenty million for that lad at Bournemouth. Mm-hmm. What's yeah. he done? Who is he? What's he actually done in the game? Is he getting a game for Bournemouth? Well, not many. Um, so this is the ridiculousness of the money in the game at the moment. Um, and, and frankly, I look at that and I'd, I'd... Can you imagine the pressure that would be on him if we paid £20 million, which is £5 million more than we paid for Alan Shearer for a lad like that? And yeah. in the, we're going to be expecting him to hit the ground running. Um, that's a bloody big gamble because we're not guaranteed promotion. And, and so there's a, there's a big balance here. Um, and, and we know Mike Ashley likes to gamble every now and again. And there might be a little bit of gamesmanship and brinksmanship going on, but he's not going to pay £20 million for that lad at Bournemouth. It's not going to happen. So let's, let's, get, let's get, get a reality check there. Um, mm-hmm. This window, we're only ever going to likely to make loan signings or, or, or people to fill a specific role because we've got to build it all again if we go up. And so, do you know what? I, I, I always looked at this window as being not a terrible disaster if nobody came in. But I think we need that kind of Philip. We need that kind need of something. Boost. And yeah. it would be a really positive boost that would probably lift the entire squad and, and certainly lift the crowd and calm a few of the little murmurings down. Because, as Steve rightly says, this is the one thing, it's the one reaction that people in the press love is to get us stoked up and, by God, we're biting like, you know, we're biting like fish, fish at the bait, unfortunately. Whilst it's yeah. frustrating, we've all got to keep a hard. There's still another 24 hours of this bloody transfer window yeah. and then some left open. There's a yeah, lot that can I was, happen, I was you know, a la Andy Carroll. Yeah, you know. I was told. I was told that he'll never ever play two up front. So that's why he's looking for wide men, the likes of uh, a Townsend, who's predominantly a forward-thinking wide man. You know, um, who that's the system that he operates. He always operate with one striker. That's that's the. And I'll, I've I've sat at the table and I've said. I think we'll make we'll make one. We'll be waiting for the teams to, to be called. Mm-hmm. And I've sat there and I've said I wouldn't I wouldn't be surprised if he played two straight yesterday. And I was laughed at. And I, not, I can tell you, he'll not. There will not be two strikers on this pitch. Mm-hmm. And sure enough, there wasn't two strikers. The lads, the lads looked at me and just shook their head and said, "Steve, it doesn't happen with him." So, and the rest of the table looked and went, "You know what?" Stevie could be right, you know, because this is a game when we could be playing two straight as was, you know, and, and we didn't. <laughs> it was just like, you know, not his, just not, not, not happening. Yeah, it's not I think, uh, what was the, the main thing that, obviously, the, the good thing is, isn't it, we've got two games in a week coming up. So, um, it, you know, we could, uh, I think with, with, this, with signings, the, the one thing that worries me, well, it's obviously the wide men, but when it look, comes to Shelby, how many games left to go? 18 games or so left to go, I think, in, in the league, probably more. Um, you're, you're basically saying, when you take him out of the team, there isn't anybody like for like. McCarthy hasn't played... Well, the fact that they're getting rid of all the, the, all the dead wood that Everton have had, 
Um, Schneiderlin's been brought in. McCarthy's yeah. been in Newcastle's radar, radar for a long, long time. So it wouldn't make any sense for them just to, to keep him if they're not going to play him. And I think uh, he signed uh, a new contract a while ago. Uh, Andrew, you've got a factor in that. Everton are a team that's struggling with FFP. For all FFP yeah. being relaxed a little bit, their, their situation is, is, even with the television money, their wage bills pretty crippling. And so people that, like the two they've just moved on to Sunderland mm. will take a canny wedge off their wage bill. Yeah. And, and they'll be looking to do that because even under the relaxed FFP and with the television money coming in, I think Everton are one of the teams who traditionally um, don't generate enough cash, and that's always been the problem with Ken Wright, having to bankroll them to an extent and not being able to sell. Because what he wants, people look at it and go, you're joking, aren't you? With that way, just a turnover ratio? I don't think so. And so uh, I, I suspect that's a club looking to just trim the fat a little bit and just, just pay down, and they've got the right manager to do that. Schneidlin, you're right, come in on big money. He'll be on big wages as well. And therefore, they've got to make that balance. And the way to make that balance is to get rid of that dead wood. That's what they're yeah. doing at the minute because they've said Coney can go as well, I gather. So there's another another name, you know, 30-plus, probably on a fair whack, that they want to trim. They won't replace them because they've, yeah, got, the a, one, they've the, got a crop of kids. The one that they did get rid of that I was surprised of was uh, Delafeo. I was surprised that they, mm, that they yeah. pushed him out because this time last season, Delafeo was like sort of... Destroyed, isn't light, he? You know, he really, really looked apart, you know, and all of a sudden he's gone as well. But then again, the new manager comes in, new manager doesn't like a particular yeah, player, doesn't think he can bring it in. Um, we'll go back to McCarthy. Mm. The interesting thing with McCarthy is it wasn't in the, in the chronicle on, I think it was Friday night, it said Newcastle United had not put a bid in for McCarthy, they weren't interested in McCarthy. Again, I was saying that that's paper talk and it's uh, just the, the, the usual sort of let's put out a, a Black Ops uh, news story that, that, we can, that we can kill while, while something else is going on or is it genuine? Who knows? Because Andrew, going back to what we talked about right at the very beginning, the, the press guys, the, the, the love their, uh, they love their stories. They love, to be the, they love to get the scoop. They love to get the, the, the big story. They love to be able to say, we told you so, you know. Um, <laughs> until you see a player holding up the shirt at Newcastle United and Rafa standing there with a scarf around his neck, you're not, you're not, I, I'm, I'm no longer getting caught up in the, in the whole charade of, of transfer deadline. Day. If it was my, if I had my way, I would, I would do away with transfer deadline days anyway, you know. Um, I mean, you look, you go back into the 70s and 80s and you used to be able to sign any player right up until six weeks before the end of the season. I think it used to be the beginning of April or the middle of March and then that was it. And all of a sudden you couldn't sign anyone for the last half dozen games, you know. And this this transfer window malarkey, it's it's just something to, to basically allow agents to just rip, rip teams, rip clubs off and, and stamp on and give the power that the players have got in terms of, you know, I don't have to wait until he contracts up. I can ask for a transfer. Mm-hmm. I can be hired out. We've seen, we've seen it happen at West Ham with Payet. You know, absolutely shocking the way that's gone. Two weeks ago, mm-hmm. the lad was going to be, he was going to be pinned to the, to the, a boat and floated down the river and West Ham fans were going to be able to do whatever they wanted and throw anything mm. at them. There's no way he was leaving that club. Two weeks later, 
and they've reneged, they've reneged on everything they've said. They've gone back on everything, all of a sudden, for the benefit of what did, what did, what did the manager say? Ability for the benefit of a club a team morale, we're going to let them go. This was the Slavin Bilic, by the way, who went on strike himself, you know, yeah, when exactly. he was at West Ham. I did mention he's that, yeah. yeah. He's desperate for a move to Everton. I think, uh, the, the, getting back to, obviously going to Middlesbrough, because obviously we had Graham Bailey on the other week, last week, uh, talking about Mr. Karanka um, yeah. and his dealing with the press. Now, this guy is just showing to me how um, somebody with his own ideas and his own way of dealing with things, um, to me, he's trying to blow everything up. He wants oh, them to sack him. He's gone all Karanka again, hasn't he? Yeah. I, 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 I told him who I wanted six weeks ago. And then, and then asked about a <coughs> want away player. Do, do you want him to stay? I want him to go. His answer is, I don't care. Brilliant. He's, <laughs> he's, he really, he's, he's, he's had another Karanka moment, hasn't he? He's just, um, it, it, there is a really curious set of goings on. That's a manager who just seems to be utterly devoid of an ability to connect with both the people above and below him. He's, he's he morphing into Mourinho, isn't he? Well, yeah. I, I and the rest, yeah. Mourinho on meltdown. He's morphing into him. And didn't he used to work for Mourinho? Yeah. Mourinho's number two um, at Real Madrid, I think. I think he was at, was he at Porto with them as well. I'm not sure. Very possibly. I think yeah, he's, he's, he's got a chairman that would do probably anything. You know, I think with regard... I remember he, put, he brought in um, Downing, didn't he? And he reckoned that Downing was brought in and it was over the head of the manager um, because he's a fan. Obviously, uh, Gibson was a huge fan of Stuart Downing because that was one of their big signings. And and the thing is about Karanka, that signing paid off. They got promoted. He did well. He was in and out of the team. and But it paid off. And is I'm not a, saying a chairman. Is that a chairman interference? Yeah, that but that's the thing, is this daft? Is that a chairman deciding who, who a team should buy? That did shock me, that. Yeah, exactly. That's the thing, isn't it? But I think this guy, from the mo- from when he... I remember last season, in ja- I think it was in January again, um, that he came out and, you know, he... He fell out with the players, and now he's gone. now there's a one player he wants out the he wants out the team in Rodriguez, and uh, again tonight you've got another player from Leicester City saying he doesn't want to play for the club again because there's been bids from Sunderland. Hey, hey you might, it's, imagine, it's going, imagine going mad. You're not going to play because you want to go and play for Sunderland. You must be pretty damn desperate, mustn't you? Dear me. You must be desperate to get out of the club to do that. No, no, I, was I, watching, a, I was watching a programme last night where the character was uh, supposed to be in Sunderland and the guy, his wife said to him, uh, how was Sunderland? He went, windy. <laughs> that was it. <laughs> and I thought, he, I thought he was being polite. <laughs> Some interesting news on the, obviously on the transfer front. But I think we spoke about this last week with, with Graham, but uh, Stephen Taylor. Back at Ips, managing to get a gig at Ipswich Town. What was your thoughts on that, Neil? Every interview I've seen him talk, he talked non-stop about all of the Newcastle players and obviously Sir Bobby Robson. Um, interesting one for him. You, you, when we play Ipswich next, we can get him and Mitrovic together, and they can have a, they can have a, they can have a fist pumping competition. 
they can maybe have a, have a see who see who can open his open as many beer bottles with their mouth competition. I don't know, something like that. We're gonna we're gonna have sort of like a who can puff their chest out the biggest competition as well. I mean, we could, we could really go with that, couldn't we? I mean, don't get us wrong. Steve Taylor give give all he could for Newcastle United. Um, but his, his finest moment will forever be his platoon moment, trying to convince the the referee not to send him off because the ball had hit his chest, not his hand. Um, he's, he's, he's failed experiment in America. Um, yeah. Should tell you everything, really. Um, and, 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 you know, he's, he's clever enough to, when he's stuck in front of a camera, I've seen a little interview with him today, mm. seeing all the right things in yeah. the switch, as a professional signing for a club would do. Oh, I've heard all about it. So Bobby Robson's talk all about this club, etc., etc., etc. He's pressing all the right buttons for those fans. Just wait until you see him pump his fists at Portman Road. Um, but, you know, at the end of the day, we got relegated with the same two centre-backs who got relegated previously. And mm. that that's it, it you know, and, and good luck to the lad. Um, yeah. He's managed to get a gig somewhere. He's managed to get a wage somewhere. Plenty, there's plenty of footballers who would love to do that. Um, and I'm sure he'll give his all for Ipswich. Uh, yeah. And, and uh, he'll come up and have a little bit of... Fist pump and action at St James's Park at some stage soon, no doubt. He, he did his fist pumps when he was at Portland Timbers in his debut, didn't he? And uh, scored a lovely ah, goal, did. did his fist pumps, and then uh, went down the other end and scored an own goal. Unfortunately for him, uh, quite a decent debut. I was going to say, until, the, until James Milner appeared on the scene, Stephen Taylor was, I think, was one of the most capped uh, players at under 21 level. Uh, right. He was he was earmarked as a future John Terry. He was going to yeah. be in the England squad. And Stephen Taylor's <laughs> the injuries that Stephen Taylor had, I think, really sapped him. He was never, you know, he, he had some I really long term injuries. For me, what did, did for him was the snap Achilles. Yeah. Yes. I think yeah. he was never the same player when he come back from that. Um, he lost a little bit of pace, which is what he used to get him out of trouble. Because he's, he's sorry for a centre back, his starting positions are sometimes absolutely abominable. Mm. Uh, yeah. And if you don't have the pace to get you out of trouble, as we found with uh, Colaccini as he aged, um, then you, you've got a you know you've got a disaster waiting to happen. That's just the you know it's just the way it is. He was very very unlucky with injuries. He had some weird dislocations and repeat dislocations of his shoulder, if I remember correctly, as well. Um, had to end up having some sort of like rotator cuff surgery, which takes an absolute age to recover from it. Mm. It's horrible surgery, and that's why David Hay couldn't fight for over a year. You know, um, the, the, these are not small ops, and you're quite right there, Steve. You've you, you got to give, give the Jews there. Um, but he's, he's not all there, is he, really? You know, you see some of the videos <laughs> of him. Uh, uh, I'm sure he pulled a hamstring once waiting in a bin to try and pop out and fright and check to you, you know. Um, it, it, it's that kind of... I guess it's the kind of person you do want around the dressing room sometimes. Um, but um, he'll go to the switch and give, give 100%. You've got no doubt about mm. that. Well, I'm going to bring in another caller at, at the moment. I actually don't know who it is. So, good evening. Welcome to Toon Talk Radio. You're live on Toon Talk. Who is this? The King. Who? It's the King. The King. Oh, Lee, I was wondering. I couldn't check. I checked the number. So, good oh, evening to Lee Johnson. How are you doing? I had, it, I had to withhold it because you were um, stalking us. <laughs> I saw the number. I thought, who is this then? So, he's tell me, Lee. Behind me. Oh, he's behind me aloft again, hasn't he? 
I've got a big enough one, I tell you. But like, tell, so tell me, Lee, what was your feelings on um, the, the game on Saturday? And obviously we've got the transfer window uh, coming uh, to the end of its uh, natural life. What was your thoughts on Saturday and uh, what's what's going on with Andros Townsend and the lack of signings? As somebody who loves the FA Cup, Andrew, I was raging. I was raging. I love the FA Cup. I absolutely love the FA Cup. I've got so many good memories in relation to the FA Cup. Um, those two semi-finals at Old Trafford that I went to, the semi-final at Wembley, the two Wembley Cup finals. Absolutely love it. You just get taken away by the tournament. Sadly, it's been so devalued, I think, ever since uh, Man United were forced to go and play in that uh, Japan Cup type thing years ago, um, where they kind of didn't, weren't entered into it, so one team short where it ended up someone getting a bye. Um, it's just, it's just, I was disappointed. Mind you, I had a good enough team out to win the game. We should have actually done better in the game. I listened to it. First half, we should have been 2 or 3 nil up. Um, they get a goal after the half time, we then missed a penalty, but <clears throat> I've seen the goals were contained. They were really poor. Uh, three corners, uh, three corners, three kicks, really poorly defended, but. Yeah, we well, had chances. It was just one of those days. I mean, we weren't the only club the fourth found of the shock. But uh, if you look at most teams, or championship and above, uh, you know, most most teams were playing scratch sides and things like that. Even teams who were mid-table in the Premier League, mm-hmm. who weren't in threat of relegation, but play, like Watford yesterday playing a, a scratch side against Millwall. Why? Mm-hmm. Why? I want, as a fan, I want the greatest day out of my life. Obviously, it, it doesn't work like that now because everyone just seems hell bent and interested in money. Um, you know, I mean, take Wigan for example. When Wigan, when Wigan won the FA Cup, or got relegated that season, I wouldn't have been bothered. Well, you can always get promoted again, but as a fan, can you ever, are you going to ever have a deal like that where you win a trophy? It's just mad. It, it is annoying. We've talked about transfers. Um, yeah, I've got it. I do. I'm positive that we're actually going to get Townsend. I think we actually mm-hmm. are going to push it through. But I am a little bit concerned. Little things I'm reading. It seems a little. Mm-hmm. It seems to a little bit be a bit scaremongering going going about. Actually, by half the de- it's actually a lot of the decent journalists where I actually normally sometimes believe them. And that if the club are not to be honest, is not necessarily putting the money up or trusting Benitez to to go with what he wants <laughs> I would have grave concerns because Benitez is Nalan Pardew Benitez is Steve, Steve McLaren Benitez is just, isn't going to go oh Mike no problem you're not backing us fine you'll, you'll walk you'll walk there's no doubt yeah. about it Be- then, before we'll have, you... then we'll have yeah. anarchy yeah, before you go Steve it, it, the interesting point was a lot of other clubs lost at the weekend didn't they and I think we have to put it in context all the other teams that played uh, substandard teams, right? Yeah, I mean, if, if anything, that's going to be the disappointment for Newcastle fans because you're looking at it and you're thinking, you know what, the draw opens up for you, doesn't it? You know, and you see teams mm-hmm. dropping out. Um, and that, you know, I, I can I can hear Lee's frustration and I can hear his annoyance and, and I understand exactly where he's come from. But on any, on any given day, the way the way that we are at the moment, and with the with the situation the club's in, I'm I'm still convinced that the team that he put out A should have won the game, B didn't win the game, but that was the team that you know was was put out to safeguard what what's happening on Wednesday and what's happening on Saturday, and uh, 
we've just got to we've just got to stick together. We've just got to keep keep our enthusiasm going. Yeah. There's only the there's only the one target now, and that's promotion. And uh, let's get behind the team. Let's get behind Rafa. Let's see who comes in in the next few days. Let's not be too disappointed if we don't end up with anyone. Um, we'll look at the squad. We'll look at those players. And uh, it's Rafa's job to make sure that those players uh, produce the goods. The important thing after that is going to be, if we do get promoted, um, how we strengthen that squad. Because as Neil said earlier, that squad isn't anywhere near strong enough for to no. hold its own in the Premier League. We know that. No. I think Rafa knows that. And I'm sure Mike Ashley knows that. And the gamble is... You know, when we if if we get promoted, um, how much money is it going to cost to get mm-hmm. us into a situation where we're going to be challenged for a top eight position uh, and and even further if that's what our ambitions really are. Well, thanks so much for coming on, Steve. I'll catch you next week, mate. Thanks very much. No problem. Take Cheers, care, guys. Bye. I think that the Townsend situation is pretty interesting, isn't it, Lee? That. Um, you know, allegedly Newcastle are putting in, uh, well, I heard 30 million, but they want, uh, um, and that's going to be paid at the end of the season, but uh, Crystal Palace want 2 million loan. To me, that should be pretty standard, but um, if Mbemba, because Mbemba's currently abroad, isn't he? So he's in the African nations. Um, I, so I, can it, understand, I can understand the, the club haggling on that on that mm. particular point because how has Anders Townsend gained two million in value from leaving Newcastle where he's been pretty pretty poor at Crystal Palace? So I can probably understand the club or the financial part of the the club's viewpoint on that because how has Anders Townsend gained two million from the summer? <laughs> he hasn't he hasn't been good. They haven't been impressed with him or anything like that, but. But is Mbemba, is Mbemba, if Mbemba goes the other, the other way, how can they then ask for two million? Because it'll, it'll probably, I, even though he hasn't played, mm-hmm. to me, I don't understand why we couldn't do, like, it, it's an, to me, it's, I'm not going to say it's an easy deal, but I think when you look at it, they've got, if, if they're going if they, if they to, if they want him, he's, he's still in canny money as well. So mm-hmm. Newcastle could say, well, okay, we want the same thing. Because they mm-hmm. could, really, in, in retrospect. So how can there be a fee paid for... Uh, 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 maybe Neil can figure that one out. Because I, think it's a little bit, I think it's a little bit all up in the air. I don't think we actually know the actual facts, what you're going mm-hmm. about in terms of this deal, because no one's actually... Apparently, mm-hmm. we haven't put any cash deals down for anybody. Mm-hmm. Neil? Yeah. Well, who knows? Exactly. Look, we, we, do, we do all our transfer business behind closed doors properly now, and right. and that's the way it is. We know nothing until it's done. Mm-hmm. Anything else is pure speculation. We may have put cash deals down, but they're probably not the cash that people want. There's a thing, because he, he's not going to commit to big big spends if we're either not promoted or stuck with rubbish that we've got to then get rid of in the Premier League. It's not going to happen. Um. Mm-hmm. Uh, this window was all about loans, mainly, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and that's probably the starting procedure. We've still got 24 hours in a ludicrous window. Anything can bloody happen between now and then, and I'm sure it probably will. It's so a, it's a ter- it is a, ter- it is a terrible window, Neil. It's, it's a, it terrible a terrible window. window. And, the, and the, the timing of all this, as Steve touched on before, we've had a, um, we've had a FA Cup followed by a full league programme mm-hmm. just as the window mm-hmm. was shutting. How ridiculous Every, is that? Absolutely everyone's getting ludicrous. everyone's getting jumpy. 
Everyone's getting jumpy, but I think the key. Every... I think the key thing. I think the key thing to remember is we. I've said it on here when we've started talking about transfers since January's kicked in. I actually don't want Newcastle to buy any players currently, which are just going to be squad players. I want us to actually buy players who are going to be ready to step up if we get promoted next season. Andros Townsend is one of those kind of players. But if he's not available and you can't get him in, and there's no one else available in this window which offers good value, I can understand the club holding their money back. Because at the end of the day, I'm sorry, but I'm, I'm, I'll say it again. Our squad is the strongest in the championship. And if we can't get up with this particular squad of players without any investment, you know, we're failed. But I think we have. I think we've got a strong enough squad to get up. So there's no point in going playing, paying inflated prices to bring players in that ultimately aren't going to improve us. That would be just wrong. Townsend, of course, would improve us. So if he's available at what we pretty much sell them for, I, I think it's a bit of a no-brainer. But as for going out and splashing money willy-nilly where players aren't going to make an impact, I, 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 we don't need to do that. No one else is spending money in the championship, from what I can gather, but I just think your couple fans are getting all... It's because Mike Ashley's bloody name was mentioned at the beginning of the month, and it's made everyone just be, oh, oh no, oh no, and that's, and that's what Mike Ashley does. If you hear his name, mm-hmm. of course, because of his misdemeanours and, and a lot of misdemeanours, it, it makes everyone a little bit nervy, a bit edgy. Touchy. Mm. It's understandable, unfortunately. Mm. Yeah, that's that's the thing. That's the trouble. Is that I think he's the type of person because there isn't. If if he took a backward step and like obviously let Newcastle run, and he had somebody that he could hand it over to, um, I, I, I think eight, like a just say like an Adrian Bevington type of person, right, to work with Lee Charnley on the the best thing for Newcastle United going forward. And he and he and he kept on his role what he's do, what he likes to do and do deals and surprise people in the city. I think it's it's to me, as you said, it's a no brainer for Newcastle United to have an owner like that to more or less say get, get on with it lads, make me look good. In mm. business that's all it's about, isn't it, Lee? Because you know, if 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 they look good, the fact that Newcastle United put a, a stretch team out the weekend Anyways, to me, um, was a, a bit of a sad indictment. Uh, personally, I would have gone with Murphy and uh, Mitrovic. If you're gonna, if you're gonna surprise people in a game in Oxford, and let's be honest, when it came to Oxford, Lee, he kept they, they really tried to intimidate Mitrovic every single ball. They were pushing and shoving him, but with somebody as steady Eddie like uh, Murphy, even for 60 minutes. It, it would have had a different dynamic to the whole game and said to them, listen, we're coming f- we're, we're coming for you. We're on the front foot and we're going to bring two players that one's tried and tested. But the, the, the fact that Steve said, oh, he's never going to play two up front. To me, you have to play two up front in certain situations because I think with Gail coming back, that's the worst thing, isn't it, to me? To me, Townsend it should be a no-brainer because if something happens to Gail, there's nothing... There's nobody really to come in who's like for like. Uh, yeah, I just, I, I think, I do think we've got, I mean, obviously going back to the cup tie, of course everyone's mm. disappointed. Like I said, I'm as disappointed as anybody, but if you look at the, like I said, from championship upwards, championship into the Premier League, some of the sides the teams were putting out were absolutely disgraceful, mind. And like I said, the, the, the cup's been so devalued uh, over the, over a number of years now where it's actually embarrassing. You know, I, I don't know if someone needs to take a hold of it, the FA or whatever, and try and put some sort of sanctions in place if teams are making that many changes because it's wrong. At the end of the day, mm. the lads and lasses who um, paid good money to go down to Oxford on Saturday 
you know, this is a trip to London. I can understand the club's viewpoint because, of course, I've said on this show, we've all said it, the number one priority this season is one thing, and that's getting promoted. And, of course, it is. But, but then again, I'm going back to the game. I think we had a strong enough team out to win the game against Oxford. We could have. We had chances. Mitrovic could have been sitting in the house on Saturday, on Sunday, with a match ball next to him. But football sometimes is such a fine line where he's not. He's not sitting in the house with a match ball. He's actually sitting in the house thinking, how the hell did I get three or four goals? So it wasn't. It didn't just happen to us on Saturday. But of course, if you play a scratch side, you run the risk that you're going to lose the football match. So we will play the scratch side. It wasn't good enough to beat Oxford. We're out of the cup now. And all we have to do is try and concentrate on the league. Because if we don't get promoted this season, obviously it will be disastrous. Mm. Yeah. Well, I know it, it, it is a bit of a cliche about concentrating on the league, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera, but it, it, were we ever really realistically going to win the FA Cup? Um, and he said from the off, we we're going to progress with the squad or not. And patently, we haven't. You also got the fact they're in. We've got a crop of good youngsters away on loan in places, and that's not actually the next tier of players that we've got coming through. It's the next after the next tier tier of players we've got coming through. Um, and and so that's not to make excuses for it because they still should have bloody beat Oxford. And uh, uh, that team still should have won. Um, exactly. But they didn't. It's past and gone. We've got, just got to suck it up, but I couldn't get on with it. Mm-hmm. And the best way to get on with it is to start against QPR and follow up the drubbing we gave them down in London and give them another one up here and then every, all will be well in the world again. This mm-hmm. is the nature of the beast in football. It waxes and wanes and we bang our little drums and champ it a bit because everything's not as quite as rosy as we'd like to convince ourselves that it is. When the reality is is we've got a league to get out of and that's what we need to do this season and that's priority number one, two, three, four and five. And if we do get up, if we do get up, and we're having this conversation next season, if we're in the no, Premier League and we're mid-table about the FA Cup, and we're in the FA, and if we're having this conversation about the FA Cup being mid-table next season or something like that, then I will be absolutely livid, livid, mm. because if we get up and we're sitting mid-table, let's say something like that, there's no reason why Newcastle United shouldn't be attacking the likes of the FA Cup and the League Cup. I can understand this season's viewpoint because, of course. The main thing is trying to get back in the Premier League and make ourselves competitive where we're able to sign the better players so we can attack cup competitions. And I would imagine someone like Rafa Benitez, as our manager, of course, would want to win a trophy. But of course, he has his number one remit this season. He wants to get back in the Premier League and he wants to, again, test himself against the best. So, Mm -hmm. of course, it's all about getting promoted this season. It just left a little bit of a sour taste on Saturday. because I think, and, and the problem is with the sour taste is it's because what's happened since 2006. We haven't qualified for the fifth round of the FA Cup since 2006. That is absolutely mm-hmm. abysmal because we spent most of that time in the Premier League, Andrew. Mm-hmm. That's abysmal. Absolutely abysmal. Mm. I agree. Uh, that, that, this is the thing. It's, I think we all found... Well, Neil, especially we all found this season. You know, we've got a manager that is going to go for the is going to go for the cups. We were very, very close against Hull. Hull mm-hmm. did. Let's be honest. Hull did did what they had to do. They 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 ran my United very, very close. Um, that who's to say that Newcastle could have done the same? But let's be honest, he would have played the same players. I think in the cup competition than what he would anybody else. So I think um, when it comes to when it comes to the FA Cup, I must admit, 
it, 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 like Lee said, it actually hurt me. I must admit, as soon as I heard the one nil going one nil down, I thought, okay, we get to go back, and then obviously missed the penalty. But the whole basis of that squad, that team, to me, just it just it just makes you think that that's the trouble, isn't it, Neil? We, there's so many things going on, and we don't know what's going on in the background with Mike Ashley, and it's. It's like, oh, it's just, it's so deep, it just fe- makes you feel awful, to be honest. Same time, Andrew, flapping my chops and getting jumpy about it's not helping anybody. Yeah. We're, yeah. We're, we're, not, we're not helping anybody, and least of all ourselves as a fan base, by, by getting, quite getting the pitchforks and the burning torches out just yet. Mm-hmm. Um, as Lee quite rightly says, if we're having this same conversation this time next season, that's a different matter. Yeah. But why not? It's this season. We've got one goal, one objective, one thing we've got to hit. And if just one, just one player through the doors in the next 24 mm-hmm. hours will change the entire mood in the camp. I agree. I think so that's why... Fair, that, be, yeah. to, to be fair, be, uh, if Townsend does come back, based on the money that's getting touted about, it's going to be one of the biggest deals in the... It will be one of the biggest deals in the window. And it will be an absolute massive state of ambition. Yes. 100% agree, really. Yeah. agree. And uh, the, the rights and wrongs about whether Townsend should come back and well, yeah, nobody, back yeah, yeah exactly. Let's, yeah. let's chuck that out the window yeah. for yeah. now. It is a massive statement if, we, if this deal goes through, um, and whether it involves Mbemba going in the opposite direction again, he's not getting a game. So why we're getting wound up about that? He's mm. clearly Rafa's clearly not having him because for all people can see, he was our best defender in the Premier League last season. Um, that was a defence that got relegated from the Premier League, let's remember. Um, and and he's obviously not Rafa's man. He, Rafa, Rafa would have him in the team if it was the right for the team. And he just clearly doesn't fancy him. My understanding is he doesn't listen to instruction and that Rafa likes the centre-backs to do certain things in certain mm. ways and the members of doing his own thing, dribbling upfield with the ball and things like that. And You'll not last long with Rafa if you didn't listen like that. It's as simple as that. Neil... Neil, do you think there's something in that uh, with Mbemba? With the, I, I, trying, I was trying to put this argument across the other day, and it was quite hard to. Mm. I think he's, <laughs> I think he's better suited playing Premier League football than he is Championship football. Championship football, Maybe. you get the big, mm. you get the big burly, you know, mm. bustling centre oh. forwards who show no mercy. Where mm. he is. He is better adept to play him against the likes of maybe your Aguero's, your Marnie's, you know, because he's quick, he's quick, he reacts well to things. I know it sounds daft to you. It doesn't sound daft, Lee, but at the same time, if you notice, for his country in the African Nations Cup, he's been playing in midfield. Yeah. <laughs> I have heard that. Yeah. I, you know, and, and I've seen some of it here on BN Sports, and he's looked all right. Mm-hmm. Um, he's, he has, he's looked all right, so... Maybe he may come back and solve a centre midfield problem. You never know. <laughs> but, <laughs> but, you're, you're, but you're right about um, players looking more comfortable at different levels. And the championship is a funny, funny league. Yeah, because Clarkin, Clarkin, Clarkin themselves are big, you know, bulky lads. You know, they can deal with. You don't, you don't get many Aguero type centre forwards in the championship. You know, quick off the mark. You know. A bit of a trick here. They're kids. They're inexperienced kids. They've got maybe he's all the maybe he's got all the tricks, but they don't know how to use them all yet. True. And so therefore, um, they don't have the same sort of um, ability to rip you open. This 
the same way in Aguero would. Let's be honest. Uh, and so it's, you, you are dealing with different different characters and different styles of play. You're absolutely yeah. quite correct. And that's why some players drop down into the championship and look all at sea, whereas in the premiership they look quite comfortable. And, that, and yeah. I think that's part of the problem when you look at the Premier League and they're wanting to sign players, why they don't always go to the championship because that step up, it, it, it's, a, it's a leap up. And, and it's genuine sink or swim. Some people come in and they never look like they've been part of, you know, away from it all. Mm-hmm. Look at how jittery Darlow was when he first played in goal for us. Yeah. And th- what a different keeper we've got now for a little bit mm-hmm. of time. And a li- you know, it, 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 it's so, so different. And I know, okay, keepers are maybe a bit, little bit different analogy to use, but um, it, 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 yeah, you, you, it's a very salient point about players looking better at one level or another. Mm-hmm. And this is, the, this is further, adds further to the transfer conundrum during this ridiculous window. Sorry, I've, got, I've just got to bring in Chris Parry. Um, he's calling from the United States. He's actually on the golf course. He was on the fourth hole. <laughs> so, good evening, Chris. How are you? Good afternoon, guys. How are you doing? So, so Don't tell mind me. me. I'm just dri- I'm just driving the golf cart to get my ball. I just hit. You know, guys. Every time you play golf and you want to throw the clubs in the lake and you're saying that's it, I'm done. I'm not playing anymore. Then you hit like the best drive of your life, <laughs> and you go. Okay, you know what? Maybe I should hit the next hole. So it's gorgeous. It's 65 and breezy today in mm-hmm. Texas. It's absolutely breathtaking, and uh, I haven't played in about two or three months, so it's been ugly, but I've enjoyed it. Yeah, I'm trying. Try- it's, minus, it's minus one in shite in England. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to get I'm trying to get uh, um, Neil to go to, to to go to America for another dentistry. So maybe maybe we can uh, hook maybe we can do some recruitment for for him to take him take him over there. Sounds good. Well, he needs. I tell you what, Texas is. I mean, it's this has been kind of crazy this year because you know, we'll have a tent. We'll have like a thirty degree you know uh, Fahrenheit. We'll have like a you know about a, a thirty degree day, and then the next day it'll be sixty five, and the next mm-hmm. day it'll be thirty, and the next I mean it's mm-hmm. a lot of people have been getting sick because of the weather cha- the weather's been changing so dramatically. But I have no problem with it today. Yeah, I was going to say a lot of people have been feeling sick, but obviously uh, on Saturday we all feel a bit sick. What do you think about the the the, the way that we the, the way the team was set up and the result, and obviously the transfer window. Well, I was Neil and I were talking on Twitter, and I've I've never been so happy that I could not see a match. You know, I didn't. All I just saw was Twitter. I woke up and saw the Newcastle had completely, you know, was was completely awful. And I'm like, okay, they lost. Let's go on. Let's go about my day. <laughs> yeah, I mean, but if I'd have watched it, I'd have been miserable all day long. I'd have been so angry, you know, watching you know, watching them play like that way against the, uh, you know, against Oxford. But uh, about the transfer window, guys. This is what I think about Ashley. We know, we know Ashley's a businessman. So the one thing he never wants to do as a businessman is be taken in a deal. You know, we've got a guy in, in, in the White House now, the art of the deal. So you know, Ashley's, trying to, Ashley's trying to – so basically Crystal Palace is saying, we're going to give you the same player that you gave to us, but we want more money than we gave to you. And he hasn't done anything for us. And we want you to throw in Chancellor Memba into the deal. I mean, of course he's not going to take that. That makes him look dumb as a businessman, regardless of how much footballing sense it makes. It just doesn't look good with him you know, in a business sense. So I, I don't know. I think that what they'll probably end up doing is saying, look, 
take it or leave it. We're going to pay you exactly what you paid us. We'll throw in Chancel and Bemba on a loan, although they really shouldn't because that means they're, they're giving more for Townsend. But they, I feel that they need, kind of need Townsend to finish out the, the championship and make sure, we're, you know, make sure we're promoted. But at least that – but this extra – there's a reason why they're haggling over $2 million or $2 million quid. It's all because of – it's all because he's a businessman. He does not want to be taken in a deal. I think the interesting thing I found, Lee, um, mm-hmm. and, and obviously uh, Chris and, and Neil, that there's, there is a payment due from Chris of Palace to Newcastle for $3 million for Townsend. Now, and, and they haven't <laughs> paid it yet. Yeah. <laughs> and, they so, want, and they want more money. I don't get it. Like, how can you not be taken? How can you try and take somebody in a deal when you've got to pay them $3 million and you don't want that play at your club? And you then on the backside try and charge, well, an admin fee. Because because they're using the media and the and the and the fans' fervor against Newcastle right now. They just keep putting out story after story. Whenever the bottom line is, they haven't even paid for the guy that they do have, so they should have to almost give him back to Newcastle for free. I mean, <laughs> for a botched deal. But what they're doing is they're playing, they're playing through the media, and they're hoping that the Newcastle fans will be so up in arms about not having a transfer in January that they'll, that they'll push this through at the last minute and they'll get their guy. But honestly, look, if Townsend wants to come play for Newcastle, great. If not, I think we're just fine. I mean, I, I, I kind of like having Sammy Amiobi. I think, he, I think he's going he's gonna to inject some life. We've got the guys coming back from the African Cup of Nations. We've survived. We've definitely we've kicked the can through the cups, so we're done with that. So let's just kick on with the team we have, and let's go kick ass, and let's, let's, be, let's be a premiership team. I like that. Kick ass. Kick ass. Yeah. The, the thing is, the, the problem is, isn't it, that who are you going to play with Shelby? If, Shelby? if Shelby gets injured, sent off, there's nobody in that Newcastle United team that can make chances. It's been proved, and, and like obviously it looks like Teoti has gone anyway. So it, to uh, me, you know we're thin on the ground. I would have been, been interested. I would have been interested to see us maybe drop uh, Dami Dami in there if uh, when Shelby wasn't available. But obviously he couldn't because he pretty yeah. much had to go off to the yeah. African Cup of Nations. I might have, I think Rafa might have tingled with that. But unfortunately, he only played at Blackburn and. Obviously, I was at Blackburn. I don't know how many times I need to go on about Blackburn. But Shelby didn't play that game. We should have won that game with absolute ease. So that might be that be, might be an option he actually explores if we did. Well, the thing about Diame, guys, the thing about Diame is that he's he seems like he's still more of a defensive yeah. first type guy. You know, just a big hulking guy that can get the job done. They, I really wish Hayden would be more creative than he is. Yeah. I mean, you're coming from Arsenal for crying out loud. Did they not teach you how to be a creative footballer in Arsenal? I mean, yeah, he's, I, I think he plays well, but I just don't, I, I don't see the level I thought I was going to see from an Arsenal player. What do you think about that, Neil? Interesting. Yeah. Um, look, until everything's sorted out, we're, we're sort of all just sitting speculating, aren't we? <laughs> just chewing the fat. Really, <laughs> let's get the next 24 hours out of the way, and then then we can have a proper discussion about if sports and maybe. You know, and you're right. You're right. My wife, my wife can't wait till tomorrow night when I've got Sky Sports on at 11 o'clock. <laughs> just, just, turn the volume, just, just turn the volume down because Jim White might disturb the Ben. Oh, right. This this, this is a good thing about the window, though, isn't it? In a way, because the last day, things deals that we we you know. We want to happen. We couldn't happen. Might happen. 
it will go to look at look at Sissoko for God's sake. He didn't uh, he didn't sign until the last possible minute. In a normal normal windowless transfer situation, mm. a lot of these deals would have happened weeks ago. Yeah. That artificial deadline gives an artificial point around which clubs can play brinkmanship, and we've used yep. it the word. It's like a trade. De- it's like a trade deadline in baseball, bat, and basketball. Deadline, mm. exactly. Absolutely, great analogy. Great analogy. And, all, and also, guys, right? I, Sorry. Did you, see that, did you see that joke tweet I put the other day? Uh, you know, how, what kind of power do when you've just mentioned there, Neil, talking about mm. Sky Jim White? What kind of power does Sky have? Maybe making sure a club holds mm-hmm. back a transfer for it to go through mm-hmm. on the on deadline day. Well, I wonder because I, I do wonder sometimes. You know, mm-hmm. when they've got when they've got reporters stood outside every ground when we used to have people outside St James's getting cups of coffee. Mm-hmm. Oh, we're on the we're, we're talking with Mike Ashley or we're talking with Derek Lambius or whatever. I used to think, mm-hmm. really, you got such a hotline to them, what? And they're going to come out and tell you if this deal's going to be done. So I wonder what kind of power Sky actually has with the big with clubs saying. I'll just hold off on a, deci- uh, on a decision here and, we'll give you, and you'll get free publicity and all that. You know what I mean? Mm. Interesting, isn't it? What's, 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 the line, what's, the line on the first, uh, what's the line on the first punter that's going like, to be sticking like a plastic dildo in his ear? You know, while <laughs> 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 he's on live television. That was the best, that was the best, moment, of, that was the best moment of deadline the ever and they've been crocked ever since because they, they go inside the grounds now. Yeah. <laughs> I would, I would too, man. As a journalist, I would turn around and slug somebody if somebody did that to me. You know, if I was on live, if I was on live TV. Look, but uh, anyway, well, guys, I gotta go. I'm, I, I'm, okay. I'm holding Take things care. up here on the fairway. But it was great talking with you. Hopefully, Newcastle gets their act together, gets the, gets three points on Wednesday. Which, let's be honest, the FA Cup, Alan Shearer is absolutely is spot on. The clubs do not care about it. I don't care what they say. Look at all the changes from all the clubs that got their asses kicked. Yeah, you know, they just they want to. They, it's all about the money in the league. They're yeah, going to have to figure something out with the yeah. FA Cup, or it's maybe they should be maybe maybe they should be done with it. I don't know. I mean, I know that's really really harsh for a lot of lower lower tier clubs, but it just seems like the big boys don't care. Yeah, thanks for coming on, Chris. We'll catch we'll catch you next right, week. Guys, just, thanks for that, man. Take care. Bye bye. Actually, the, the interesting thing isn't it? Actually, Lee and Neil. Uh, before I bring in before I bring in John to join the the show, um, a lot of people are saying why not make it um, the the a trip to the Champions League a spot in the Champions League not into the group stage but as a a wild card to get into the Champions League, but that would have to be the same for the rest of them, wouldn't it? The rest Look, of the teams Andrew, in Europe. Andrew, all something like that would do would, is lower lower the the uh, English coefficient in Europe. Because you imagine yeah. a team like Millwall winning the FA Cup and going into the Champions League, which mm-hmm. is entirely possible. Mm-hmm. And how long will uh, the last? I mean, you do that in the the Premier, League, Premier League won't have that, remember, because no. they the, the, the covered that four spots in the Champions League. Mm-hmm. And so anything that has the ability to ruin that, it'll, it'll put a, you know, it'll still up a right needle in a haystack mm-hmm. to malaprop everything. I just think you know, they should start dishing out fines. They set the, they yeah. should set the bar to see if you make so many Absolutely. changes. You start If you make so many changes, five, let's say five, set it at five, right? You make so many changes from your first team, as that's it. I know people are moaning and say, oh, well, how are younger players supposed to get minutes and things like that? But five, five, five youngsters the, playing the, with a team the, of, the, with a team of other... Is is to a team like Chelsea or Man City that'll not matter a jot. No, yeah. oh, no. And and so again, it doesn't curb 
um, teams like that playing a shadow side in a cup competition. Well, you get kicked let's, let's out let's, if you go against the rules. Do you know this? It would take something like that. It would take. You know, here's the thing: Do the FA have the balls? And I yeah. don't think they do, because no. the power at the moment is with the clubs, and that's why FIFA are frightened, why UEFA are frightened, and why the FA are frightened. The powers with the clubs. You know, you, you, you've got Rondon. Apparently, some Chinese club would bid 32 million for him from West Brom. You'd think they'd snap his hands off, but no, they're saying we're not letting them go at any price. That's just to push the push the price up. Jordan Rhodes, who, you know, at Middlesbrough, he's been linked with a move away, nine million plus, yeah. and and and, he, and, he, and he's second only to Shola, and they the, the can't hit the cow's arse with a banjo competition. You know. <laughs> um, hey, I like Shola. <laughs> These are the gosh, I love Charlotte a bit, but you know, piss you to Bondo and all he that. Stole a li- uh, although likable lad, he stole a living off us. <laughs> <laughs> you know, um, and so when you've got fees of ten million plus being bandied around for players that can't get a game, mm-hmm. um, with a with a team with a maniac manager, <laughs> um, mm-hmm. it, 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 it's no wonder that people are you know reticent to play and. The other thing, talking about Sky manipulating windows and things like that, the other thing they'll be doing this window, you can guarantee, you watch the odds on certain players moving on Sky Bet. Yeah, they keep doing <laughs> yeah. that. Yeah. Oh, you know, they are, are, are they manipulating things? Too mm. bloody right they are. Um, mm. And again, this money go round in sport, where does the power really lie? And mm. the power at the minute lies where the money is. And at the minute, that's two places, with the clubs and with the television companies. And, and I hope People like being sports out here into that. When they've got the ability to change a kick-off time in a, in a, in a Barcelona-Real Madrid game, so it kicks off to suit the people at Mecca, not the people in Madrid. Mm. I'm sorry, I've, before I go into that, I've got to bring in... Uh, I've got to bring in John, Newcastle fan, on, on every week. Before, you've got to go, have you, Lee? I'm going to have to go and put the little okay. one to bed. Because no problem, mate. No problem. Thanks a lot, Lee. Thanks a <laughs> lot right, tonight. Lads, Catch you next week, Take care, Lee. Cheers now. Bye bye. Good evening, John. Obviously, we've been talking about Newcastle United, the defeat and the transfer window. Before we do anything, John, Ed Ahrens has just said that Crystal Palace have just agreed a fee of £12.5 million for Luka Milivojevic. And Andrews Townsend is still wanted by Newcastle and could still leave. Good evening, John. Good evening, mate. How are we doing? Andrew, how are you doing, Neil? Not too bad. How are you? So how did you feel about how did you feel about the weekend in general? And obviously oh. the transfer deadline day oh, coming man, up. It's just it's just um, before the like, transfer deadline on, on about Saturday. I mean, I didn't watch the game, but I tell you something. I mean, I felt. Um, as, as a fan, I felt quite tedious at the end of the day because the FA Cup is so, so important, right? Because I to win this trophy, you know what I mean? And, and I just felt um, that down, really, because um, the fact of the is, it's just, uh, you know, just um, not right. I mean, the FA Cup is the, one of the best competitions in the world, right? And to me... I mean, I think the fans felt cheated, to be honest with you, didn't I? You see, you felt, you felt cheated, 
I think yeah. um, I think because of how we played the team he put up um, in the last in the last game when we won quite easily in the FA Cup mm. against Birmingham. I actually believe I, I did think he was going to do the same thing again, and all he did was the same thing. I the only thing I disagree with is that the fact that he should have played um, Murphy with Mitrovic. I think that could that could be an interesting partnership if some obviously well, well, we haven't got Gale, have we? So to me, you, you've got it at the minute. So to me, you, you've got to try it out. He did try it out. A couple of weeks ago, didn't he? But Mitrovic got injured very quickly, so he's obviously tinkering. He is—he is actually just thinking about tinkering with the team and the the format of the team, because two mm. big lads up front could make could make a difference. So um, the fact, obviously, Steve Hasty already mentioned that he'll never go to a front anyway. But he's he in won't. a league. He's in a league that is, for let's be honest, it's it's you can, it's never a done and dusted league. Because it always no. seems to go to, you know, to to the end of the season. So, I think bringing in the new players or any players at the moment, and I've yeah. obviously I've just I've just uh, read a uh, message from uh, Graham Bailey, who's on the show, saying Newcastle United will not do any deals, any strange deals with Crystal Palace, unless uh, it's on their terms. So, you know, they're putting it out there that, you know, I'll, I'll read the full tweet uh, yeah. on Andrew's town. On Andrew Townsend, Newcastle will not be meeting any Crystal Palace demands. If the deal is not on their terms, it won't be happening. Mate, brinksmanship. You've got other journalists saying other mm-hmm. things as well. Yeah. And on a, on a note of Graham McCann, God, he's changed his Twitter profile picture. <laughs> Anyway, he got bad. he got a bit stick about that, didn't he? I, I didn't quite, I didn't get involved because I didn't quite understand what was going on. <laughs> I did see anyway. something, but he got hammered, didn't he? I saw a poor, poor he lad. He got a little bit of a hammer, but uh, he got fine. absolutely uh, hammered. Uh, but anyway, look, we've got one journalist saying one, we've got another journalist saying another. You know, this is transfer dead. Excuse me, transfer deadline day brinksmanship at, at its best, and this is going to go on for the next 24 hours. Um, I've seen another thing from someone who. Um, reckons there's been a significant bet placed somewhere on Townsend coming and being the deal being done, which is it, which is curious. You know, where do these things suddenly appear from? Mm-hmm. Um, look, we'll only know when we know, but we know that Mike Ashley's not one for bending over in the transfer market, and mm-hmm. neither seems to be Lee Charlie these days, to be honest with you. They have to, they have to back him. They have to back Rafa. Mm-hmm. He's made him so in you. He's made it quite clear that a Rafa calls the shots, and whoever he wants, he expects um, them to back him. Because at the end of the day, right, we can't afford to lose him. We cannot. Just if the, if he wants Andros Townsend for how much it's going to be, I mean, like Neil said, there's been a brinkmanship going on. Just just um, final agreement. Just pay the money, but not too much, obviously. It's It's interesting actually when when you see it when you see what's going on in the the last obviously you you can only see what's in front of you but every time I see Anders Townsend I don't see in Bemba in the last hour or so two hours normally you would see well that player's going to have a medical uh, here because he's obviously he's not in the country is he so normally you hear something I 
I personally do not think this has got anything to do with member. I don't think Rafa wants to let a player, yes, who isn't playing, but that could quickly change in Championship mm. football. So I don't, I don't think, I don't think he wants to let him go just because he wants. Because I don't think Hanley's, you know, we look at the, you know, the, the physical nature of the the league. You know, you bring on Hanley um, mm. as a sub, really, at best. But you wouldn't. I think the difference is, I think you would, you could start with a member um, or replace him if if players go out of form. But I would be, you know, I can, I would surmise that with a member that's been put in by Crystal Palace media because you know. Mm-hmm. But to me, it doesn't make any, as I said earlier, it doesn't make any sense because if you want, if you want one player and you and you're prepared to let the other one go, it's all about negotiation. But it, to me, it's like I don't think we need. As Neil's already said, we don't. He's not playing, but not. It's not to say that he would. He'll come back in the team, there, John. No, I still keep Mbemba. I really will keep Mbemba because I think he's one of the, the best players we've got. I mean, I mean personally. I mean, I understand what you're saying, but personally, I just see it. Oh, look, just um, if we want to get Andros, get him in. But we do not want to get rid of Mbemba because we might need him just in case our two centre first or centre half gets injured. Mm. See what I mean? But yeah. um, I'm not sure about Hanley, though. I'm not sure about him sort of thing. I'm sure he, he tries his best, but for what I've seen them this season, I mean, he's got a long way to go, personally. That's my view. But <laughs> if you want Andros, get the money in, just pay the money. I think Rafa demanded, just pay the money and get him here. Because he wanted him for weeks and weeks and weeks now. Mm. And it's just going on. He got his, there's still time, but it's going to be very, very fine, I think, this one. I think I don't think... I don't... I don't think it'll happen till late anyway, unless he wake up mm. tomorrow morning and Andros is in Tyneside for his medical. Yeah. Then I'll kind of be- believe it, and then they they won't announce it anyway. Even if he's in they Newcastle won't. now, they won't announce it. No, they won't. They won't. They won't. Till later on. Like Neil said earlier on, I mean, yes, if you're going to do transfer business, then it's best to be Captain Crew or store sort of thing, keep it quiet, mm. and then announce it when it's all signed, sealed, signed, delivered. What's your what's your thoughts on um, Stevie Taylor to Ipswich? A canny mood for him, isn't it? But a bit of a strange one, considering that he didn't really seem to do much in the American League. Um, it's um, it's a it's an odd one, really, sort of thing. Spring is fan surprise, but um, you know, he's um, I wish him, I do wish him well because um, he's been a great server for Newcastle, right? And um, you know, he's got he wears hard on the sleeve. I mean, he's an honest player. He's not world class. But mm. when he plays for us, he gives 110%. I do like him, but sometimes, I mean, he can be golfed in Wales. But I wish the lad well. And um, I'll just um, hope that um, he do well for this. Is it, is it till the end of the season or is it a two-year deal? Uh, I believe it's till the end of the season. I haven't, I didn't, that's the one thing I didn't check. I think it's 18 months. But... Uh, Gives him a bit of, the thing is, he'll like it because he'll like come it. back to Newcastle, won't he? Because he'll come back when uh, Ipswich. I think Ipswich. Um, no, well, I don't we're, think we we're played Ipswich home. ever. We played at Richard Home, and we got playing away. Mm. I think we got playing in April. I think away from home. Is it March, April, somewhere like that? I just hope he. I just hope personally. I just hope he goes and plays his football without acting the idiot because that's his problem, isn't it? He's, Absolutely. you know, I know one thing. Dwight, Dwight Kittle, when he's back, will be looking forward to playing against him. 
<laughs> can imagine. Oh. Be dragging him down like a good one. So tell me, obviously you've got two games this week, John, before I finish this so, uh What yes, do you think? So. Um, how do you think it's going to go? Because we beat we beat uh, QPR 5-0 um, a few months. 6-0, no, sorry. Six. A few months ago. Uh, but now they've got Ian Holloway in there. But they still lost mm. the weekend. So uh, what do you think for the game on uh, Wednesday and um, oh. weekend? Right. It's on live, isn't on it, the game? I oh, know, it's on Sky, yeah. isn't it? It's on oh, good good I'll be watching good. that. I'll do my play ratings as well, by the way. I normally do. I'll do play ratings. I'll watch Newcastle, by the way. <laughs> so, um, so watch out for that. So if I might do a review live one day, do you know what I mean? Like, um, <laughs> 7, 8, 9 out of 10 and that, you know. <laughs> um, the QPR game's going to be tough for me. Um, they're going to make it very, very difficult for us on the Ian Holloway. Yeah. I'm going to say 2-0 for on Wednesday and on Saturday against Derby. That's going to be very Good tough. Good one, that Steve one, That'll be a hell of a game. Mm. I mean, Steve Cam wants to take this team and make it really hard for us. He wants to put one on us. But we're just going to... We've got the last lap at the end of the day. So I think we'll beat Derby by actually a 90th minute ball from us. So I'm going to say 2-1 to us. What do you think, Neil? Look, I, I, I would love to see you return to do, do a real nice double over QPR. Just really give them another thump and get a bit of confidence back. And then, then on, on the back of that, um, on the back of that, heading into it, it's not the easiest of game. Gosh, I mean, we've got Steve McLaren coming back, haven't we? we, we mm-hmm. I'd like to quite like to give him a piercing as well. To be fair, I want no. I'm being greedy. I want two two piercings. I won't be happy unless it's two four nils. And hopefully Andros ties them back on the back of it. That'd be a nice little, a nice little, no, we'll, uh, good atmosphere on Wednesday. It really would be fabulous. It would yeah. be, wouldn't it? Well, thanks so much, gentlemen, for coming on the show. Thanks, John, forever, as ever, uh, no listening to the show. And we'll catch you next week uh, on the next show. It'll be at the same time next week because I'm obviously I, I'm working a bit further away than normal. So thanks very much, gents, and uh, we'll catch you next week. It's, uh, it's a pleasure. Thanks, John. Cheers, uh, now. Yes, Cheers, Cheers, Cheers. Bye. Bye. Talk on uh, iTunes under Toon Talk, and you can listen back at your at your pleasure on Newcastle United.